Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us. We are back with another episode of the RV. Today's adventure is in Scottsdale, Arizona, to talk to Gramps Jeffrey. Jeffrey has started two companies and written a book on business in the past, but is here to talk to us about his new direction of being a children's book author. His new book is called I Don't Want to Turn Three and is out now. Gramps, welcome to the RV. Oh, I'm so glad you invited me. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I was looking forward to talking with you, Gramps. So... I'm curious to know, where did the name Gramps Jeffrey come from? Well, Gramps Jeffrey is my pen name. Gramps, obviously, is for Grandpa. And I found that when the kids were very young, they could say, guh, guh, guh. So I said, Gramps is what you're going to call me. And then Jeffrey happens to be my middle name. Now, it's spelled J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. And the reason it's spelled that way is because it's the more unusual way. But what's interesting is, You know, my wife, who I've been married to forever, never really spelled my middle name right. So I figured if I put it on a book uh, that maybe she'll finally learn. And yes, she now spells my name right. Okay, well, it's a good idea. Thank you. And how many grandkids do you have? I've got four children and I've got six grandkids. And the book is actually based on the interaction of these six grandkids. So your first venture into children's literature just came out and it's called I Don't Want to Turn Three. So Gramps, why did you decide to write a children's book? I believe that it was because of your grandkids, yes. Yeah, you know, living this past year because of the pandemic uh, caused by COVID-19 in isolation, except for being with our families, gave me a special time to, to watch and interact with these great grandkids. And I've got to tell you, what a trip. You know, all six of these kids have completely different uh, personalities. The one thing that they have in common is their sense of curiosity and how excited they get when they do accomplish something. You know, when they do something new, that's, that's exciting to them. And watching them grow year to year and how they interact with each other really is the basis for this book. You know, what goes through a toddler's mind? The parents are so desperate to understand. When when does a toddler understand the difference between me and us? This book explores how a family finally was able to put it all together. You know, as a baby boomer myself, trying to understand how the world has evolved since I was three years old is, is also part of the story. You know, my parents 
didn't have cell phones. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have cable TV. They didn't have remotes. In fact, you know, my dad, I was a remote. My dad says, go change the channel. I got up and changed it. You know, so different world back then. But my parents' definition of discipline is quite different than the parents of today. You know, has today's world made for a better place for children to grow up? I'll let you answer that question and your uh, listeners answer that. You know, as you weigh how you were treated growing up compared to how we treat our kids today as they're growing up. So I wrote this book to read to these grandkids. Their reaction has been invaluable. You know, as you watch them understand Jordan, who happens to be the star of the book, discovery of right versus wrong, you can see the older kids have gone through this same dilemma. You know, and the younger kids don't quite yet understand the concept of sharing. And that's what the book's about, is about sharing. This whole experience, for me, I got to tell you, has been priceless. Yes, absolutely. And little kids are curious creatures. That must have been very interesting. Well, you know, what's interesting along the way is, you know, at what age do we all begin to take responsibility for our actions? Uh, you know, is, is it three years old, like in the book? Is it 13? Is it 23? I mean, I've got contemporaries at 63 that are just starting to learn to take uh, you know, uh, responsibility for their actions. So that's another question that we explore in this book. And what is this book about? Well, this book is about a toddler turning two to three and how he starts to be very, very selfish and uh, takes advantage of all of his cousins. And finally, they discover it and his parents step in. And the, what's interesting is the parents step in and they guide them. They don't tell them what to do. You know, you know when you think about it it, it, it is necessary to teach children how to think, not what to think. And so what these uh, parents are doing are teaching their, their kids how to think. Uh, and the kids come up with a solution on uh, how to resolve this issue. So, you know, it, it really becomes the, the thought, and we as all parents, you know, when you, when you love, will you teach others to love? Will you teach others to share? So that's what it's about. It's the journey of how to teach these young kids to learn how to make decisions on their own. Yes, Gramps, totally. And I chose a quote for you that talks about it. It's from Margaret Mead, and she says, children must be taught how to think, not what to think. So what do you think about it? Well, you know, it, it, that's why it's so important for us as grandparents and as parents to take the time and read to these children and read to kids. You know, if you step back and think about it, you know, why, why do we need to take that time to read to kids? Well, the first thing we want to do is, you know, reading with children is a nice way to start to spend a lot of time together, one-on-one -on -one kind of time, whether you're a parent or you're a grandparent, and it's the bonding. So the whole bonding process of sitting down and reading with your kids is, 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 uh, is important because, you know, children love to feel secure and reading to them helps them do that. You know, and another reason that, that parents and grandparents need to take the time to read to children, and there's, you know, not just my book, there's hundreds of other great books to read out there, but to take the time to do that because it supports listening skills. Now, you and I as adults know that probably the most important trait that we can have as we grow older are listening skills, listening to others, trying to figure out what to get things done. So if you take time to read to your children, supporting these listening skills kind of requires them to listen. 
So that's a good thing to, to do as you're doing in, in uh, reading to kids. You know, another reason why we all need to sit down and, and read to our kids is the cognitive and language development. In other words, you know, the reading to the kids helps them expand the variety and the number of words they can question. What does that mean? Are you telling them this is what that means? So it's just a natural way to, to learn those kinds of things. And, and another reason, obviously, to, to sit down and, and, and spend that one-on-one -on -one quiet time reading to kids is, you know, the attention span. You know, it helps them concentrate in self-discipline skills, and it helps them really kind of focus on something, a story, an idea uh, over a period of time. So, you know, when you, when you talk about it, it's necessary to teach children how to think, not what to think. Reading to them and exploring this reading is just so important. It is. And as a grandpa, what are some of the issues grandparents are facing these days that you have noticed? Well, the main thing that grandparents need to do is support their kids. Okay. You know, they're, you're, hopefully you as grandparents have taught your children well on the values of life and how to raise children. Um, but you've got to make sure that you're not the parent anymore. You know, the great thing of uh, being a grandparent is you can be with them, but then you give them back. So you don't have to worry about it, you know, only for a short period of time. But at the same time, you have got to support what your children are teaching their kids. Um, so, you know, if they're uh, teaching them to eat breakfast before watching TV, then that's what you got to do. Uh, you know, so, so that's one of the most important things that, that, uh, that you need to do as a grandparent. You know, uh, Grump, uh, some people say grandparents are nicer to their grandkids than they were to their own kids. People keep telling these things. So you, do you think that's true? Yes. And, and I guess it comes down to, you know, how, how were you raised and how do you raise your kids and how are they raising their kids? You know, again, going back to when I was raised in the 50s and 60s, you know, discipline. Everybody was very, very heavily disciplined. I mean, you know, there's belts and paddles. And you were, you were kind of scared of your parents. You know, and so we as parents raised our kids a little bit differently, I think, across the board. You know, there, there, there was a, a lot less paddling and belt and more kind of negotiations. And now I'm seeing this whole new generation. They do it through timeout. I mean, I saw it last weekend uh, when my four-year-old uh, grandson was getting in trouble. You know, his mother says, you're going into timeout. Well, they've been doing it for so long. He didn't like that because he knew they'd give, give him a chance to stay away. So it changes over time. And we as grandparents need to, to, to make sure that we're on top of all that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. And Gramps, um, what do you hope children will take away from reading your book? Uh, you know, I think the first thing to take a look at is... Uh, what do you do when you're reading a book? What's the purpose of reading a book? You know, you know so, so I think the first thing when you, when you sit down with uh, children, you know, when you grab the book and let them pick out the book they want to read based on the cover, based on the topic. But, you know, what, when you say, even before you open up the book, you say to the children, what do you think is going to happen in this book? Okay, and that's, again, part of that direction of making them start to think about what's going to do. So when you're reading to children, what's going to happen in this book? So they look at my book and they say, what's going to happen in this book? You know, and why you are reading the book with these kids, you want to you know, want to ask them, who are the characters in this book? You know, in my particular case, when I read it to my grandkids, they say, that's me, that's me. But, you know, who are the characters in this book and where is it being set? Is it set in real life? Is it set in fantasy? Is it at the zoo? Where is it being set? Again, all these questions help get the kids involved in the readings of the book. You know, the other thing you want to ask your kids as you're reading a book, does anything sound familiar to you? Does anything in this book look like what you are, who you are, or what you've experienced. So keep questioning. So as you're reading a book, just don't just read the words on the pages, kind of take time to kind of frame what's going on in the book. And then when you're done with the book, you know, after you close the book, say, what was your favorite part of the book? Why was this? Because you want to get these kids to think. Again, going back to what we were talking about is you want to teach them to think, but not what to think. So let them tell you what they're thinking. So it's just so important when you are uh, reading a book to make sure that you do all that during that time. Yeah, exactly. And Gramps, the title, I Don't Want to Turn Three, was it uh, something that one of your grandkids told you? Uh, interestingly enough, it was an in discussion with the grandkids, you know, as I saw them getting disciplined by their parents, it was, yeah, you know, I like being a little, little two-year-old because I don't have to take responsibilities for what I had to do. You know, I don't know if I want to take responsibilities. I'm having too much fun doing my own thing. Very smart. They are so smart, like two years old and telling these things already, yeah, Gramps. Well, you know, the, this generation, I am totally convinced because my grandkids go from one year old to uh, now the oldest just turned nine, and they are much smarter than we ever were. Um, now, you know, what, what causes that? Is it because they're exposed to the internet and the uh, iPhones and the tablets and, you know, they're getting a learning experience outside the home? Is it because their parents are smarter than we were because we taught them well uh, and then they're passing that on? But this next generation, uh, I think it's going to be the best that we've ever seen, you know, here in this world. I hopefully. Yes. And Gramps, do you plan on continuing writing for children? Well, what's interesting is my oldest granddaughter says, we should write a book. I don't want to turn four. Then I don't want to turn five. Then I don't want to turn six. And she says, I got adventures we can talk about. And I said, okay. So that'll be our next, next foray is I don't want to turn four. Mm -hmm. 
That's a good idea, but maybe for teenagers, you can start writing, I don't want to turn 14 or maybe 15, which is <laughs> a very, very difficult age. Yeah, you're absolutely. I remember I've got three daughters and a son, and I remember those age, that age very well. Yeah. I remember when my daughter was 14 and I used to 14th and I say, let's go to the beach. No, let's do it. No, I'm so tired. I want to stay here. So most of the time she would stay in her room. And I said, wow, is this normal? When I was talking to my friends, they said, yeah, it's absolutely normal. <laughs> don't want to go out with us. They want just to stay in their own world. And uh, Gramps, um, you are planning also to keep writing, I don't want to turn four. And what about writing for adults? Have you ever thought about writing also, I don't want to turn 40? <laughs> well, my first book was really for adults. It was a business book. It's called mm -hmm. uh, The Secrets of Retailing, How to Beat Walmart. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that book because the uh, company, which I've retired from since, uh, we, we became the uh, largest business-to-business -business site on the internet where we sold in case quantity to small businesses all around the world, shipped in all 50 states, around 40 foreign countries. Our customer base were the moms and the pops who are surviving and thriving against the chains. So I was getting all of these questions from our customers. How do you do this? What should you do? So I wrote this book. It's 15 chapters. And each chapter is about a different thing about being an entrepreneur. It's how to hire people, how to find your location, what kind of products to carry, you know, how to negotiate, and all kinds of things. So that was my adult writing for adults. That's interesting. Um, Gramps, where can our listeners find you and your books? Sure. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Pals, Targets, all the majors. It's also in the, in, in the independent bookstores. Or you can go to the site, I don't want to turn three.com. Or you can go to the site, gramsjeffrey.com. It's got links to all the books. It's got uh, all kinds of commentary and just interesting. Or I would love it if uh, your listeners would just email me directly, gramsjeffrey. J-E-F-F-R-E-Y at uh, gmail.com. That's wonderful. And Gramps, I have to tell you something. I'm pretty sure your grandkids and your kids, of course, are very proud of you. <laughs> It's fun watching them as they, as they read the book uh, because they said, that's me. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Kids are adorable. So Gramps, thank you very, very much. Thanks for inviting me. Of course, please come back when you write your next book. Okay, I'll let you know. That's okay. great. Thanks Thank a lot. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember... Relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. 
the world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.